0: in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics at the studios in First Star Logistics, and it's time for keys to the games. We got birds against tigers. Come on now, tigers should prevail. Very interesting to see how the seasons have unfolded. Exactly the same. The Falcons are three and three. The Bengals are three and three. Who's going to go over 500 first time all year long? Because both teams lost their first two games, won their next two, lost one, 1-1, one, one. haven't gone on any kind of a streak. They've had the exact same pattern to the 3-3 three and three start to their respective seasons. Let's start off with a very unusual factoid. This one's very, very interesting. 406 teams in the Super Bowl era gave up 228 yards rushing, at least 26 points, and lost a turnover battle. Of those 406 teams, the record, four wins, 402 losses until Sunday. The Bengals are the fifth team to win. Now the record's five and 402. It's interesting to give up 228 yards rushing or more, 26 points or more, lose the turnover battle, and still win the game. As you can see, five teams have done it to win, it have happened to them, and they still won, and they've lost 402 times. The Bengals, ironically, are one of the teams, one of the first four teams that had happened against them. They rushed for over 228 yards. They scored 26 points or more, and they won the turnover battle and lost to the Cleveland Browns in 1971. So of the five of the and, um, seven teams, the Bengals appear on both sides of it. They're one of five that won the game, and they're one of 402 that lost the game. Very, very interesting. Keys to who is going to be four and three. Big difference between four and three and three and four. Third down. Last week against New Orleans, third down was huge. The Saints were second in the NFL, allowing less than 30% conversion on third down. That's three out of every 10. The Bengals converted 60%, six out of 10. (laughs) That was big in the outcome of the football game. Joe Mixon had a nine yard touchdown pass on third and goal from the nine-yard line. Third down red zone touchdowns are destructive to a defense. Third and eight at the 19-yard line. Joe Burrow, under pressure, they blitz a couple of uh, defensive backs off of both ends, both sides. And LC gets just enough of that blitzing corner where Joe Burrow can work his way up the pocket, manipulate the pocket, and find a little lane between the center and the guard. And once he breaks the line of scrimmage, from the right hash mark to left sideline was all green pasture wide open 19 yard scramble touchdown third down in the red zone third down red zone touchdown on third and 8 at the 19 yard line another killer to a defensive football team so that that was that was huge let's talk about red zone in general on um, this New Orleans team last week they only allowed one out of three red zone possessions to to end up in a touchdown. That's 33.3%, one out of three, tied for second best in the NFL. New Orleans said, all right, we're going to be able to hang in there because we're not going to allow you to get seven. We're going to make you kick for three. The Bengals' offense goes three for three. They get in the red zone three times. They convert every single one of them, 100%. New Orleans' offense, they had scored four out of every five possessions in the red zone, 80% second best in the National Football League. The Bengals hold them in the red zone four times. They score one touchdown in five red zone opportunities, 20%. Bottom line is the third down and red zone execution won the football game last week against the Saints. The Bengals had three possessions in the red zone. They scored touchdowns every time, 21 points. The Saints had five possessions in the red zone. They scored one touchdown, kicked four field goals, 19 points. Bengals had two less possessions and scored two more points than the Saints did. When you start only getting three instead of seven, it makes a big difference, particularly when the other team's getting seven every time like the Bengals did. So Cincinnati offensively on third down is third in the National Football League, a little over 47.5%. Atlanta's just under 45%. They're fourth in the NFL. Third down, red zone execution is going to be masterful in determining the outcome of this football game. So let's talk about Atlanta's offense, how they've been in the red zone. Atlanta scored a red zone two out of every three possessions. They're scoring 66.7% of the time. They're scoring touchdowns in the red zone, fourth best in the NFL. Bengals defense. They're now allowing a touchdown in just 35.3% of their opportunities in the red zone possessions against them in the red zone with that One touchdown allowed in five red zone appearances last week. Third best in the National Football League. So you have the fourth best red zone team against the third best red zone team. Atlanta's offense, Bengals defense. Going to be a big, big matchup in this game. Obviously, the running game is going to be a big, big factor in determining the outcome of this football game. Joe Mixon against Baltimore and New Orleans ran the ball for over five and a half yards per carry. Now, would you like to see him even get more carries? Yeah, but his efficiency... His productivity of the carries that he he's getting are much, much greater. There are no two ways about it. When you look at it, that the Atlanta Falcons, very rare in today's NFL, they are th- running the football for 165.2 yards a game, third best in the league. They're throwing it for 159.2, 30th in the league. Running it at a high level, not throwing it at a very high level. They're running the ball for for six more yards per game than they're throwing it. Unheard of in today's NFL. They're averaging 4.9 per rush. Cincinnati's defense, after getting gashed last week for 228 yards, is allowing 4.7. The Saints had three straight runs in the second quarter, 44-yard touchdown on a sweep to the right, a 24-yard sweep to the left by Kamara, and then 31 yards up the middle by Hill. 99 yards on three carries, 33 yards per going to have to shut that down, play better gap control responsibility, and then tackle, get people on the ground. Sure. Tackling Cincinnati was missing about three or four tackles a game going into last week's game against new Orleans. They missed eight against the saints and those eight missed tackles meant 80 yards on the rushing total that shouldn't have taken place. So you're going to have to play your gap control responsibility, get off blocks and get people on the ground. That's simple. On the other side of things, sustained blocks, finish blocks, give Joe Mixon a a chance to get past the line of scrimmage before he makes his first read and has to make his first cut. Could be a very good day for the Cincinnati Bengals if all that takes place. The magic number continues to be 25. 25 points scored since 2011. The Bengals are now 61 wins, 6 losses, and 2 ties when they score more than 25 points, 25 points or more this year. They're three and zero. when they do it, they're 0 three. When they don't, that's the magic number 25 points. It's been that way for a while. Let's we'll see if the Bengals can exceed that 25 point mark against the Falcons. That's going to be big. Both teams have protected the football very well this season. Ball security has been at a premium. Both teams only have eight giveaways. The difference is Atlanta has eight takeaways, which makes them plus two. They're tied for seventh best in the National Football League. The Bengals have eight takeaways, eight giveaways. They're dead even. So they're middle of pack uh, in the National Football League in terms of turnover differential. Turnovers are going to be huge, huge. They're going to determine the outcome of, of close football games. Th- these, both these football teams have been involved in close football games all season long. We know the Bengals' situation. They've been in one-score games, except their two victories. Three of their losses and one win have been one-score games. The other two victories have been two-score games. Same with the Falcons. Falcons lost by a point to New Orleans, lost by four to the Rams. Uh, They win by four against Seattle, win by three against Cleveland, lose by six to Tampa Bay, and then they had a two-score or more victory against the 49ers. Turnovers are going to be big as both teams' track record so far has shown that they're going to be in very, very close football games right down to the end. It's going to come down to the wire. Who's going to make the big play? Who's going to avoid the big mistake? That's life in the National Football League, and that's how both of these teams are performing right now. And it also boils down to discipline. I mean, the Bengals have been a very, very disciplined football team. They've not self-destructed by penalty. Atlanta the same way. Falcons, 27 penalties, 4th fewest in the NFL, 209 yards, 4th fewest in the NFL. Bengals, 29 penalties, tied for 5th fewest in the league, 216 yards, 5th fewest in the NFL. Both of these teams do not self-destruct with crazy penalties. That's going to ha- Who's going to be the one that takes care of business in that regard? Make sure you keep your discipline, control yourself, no silly penalties. And then we come to special teams, which determines hidden yards more so than anything. A lot of times turnovers are obviously a huge factor in that regard because you may have a big return of an interception or a fumble or whatever the case may be. But pretty much it's dictated by kicking game, the sway of field position. Who's going to go make the opponent go on long drives? Who's going to get some short drives for their football team? And that is usually determined by returns. So let's take a look at returns. Falcons have Avery Williams. This guy's one of those guys. <laughs> averaging 17.8 yards per punt return. Best in the NFL. 24.8 yards per kickoff return would be top five if he had enough returns. A lot of kickers are just kicking the ball into or through the end zone on kickoffs, as we've seen. How about uh, Trent Taylor with the Bengals? He's averaging 11.8 yards per punt return. Seventh in the National Football League. Evans is averaging 25 and a half yards per kickoff return. If he had enough returns, he'd also he'd be in the top three in the National Football League. The reason that uh, both kick returners don't have enough, because like Evan McPherson, 26 touchbacks, number one in the NFL. Pinion, the punter, is also the kickoff guy for the Atlanta Falcons. He's got 22 touchbacks, tied for seventh in the NFL. Teams don't want to allow kickoff return guys to do their thing. They're burying the ball into the end zone and satisfied with the touchback at the 24 yard line, but hidden yards, who's going to take, have that advantage. If you have an advantage of say 10 yards per average drive, start hold the Falcons to the 23 yard line is their average drive. Start on 10 possessions. The Bengals get the ball at the 33 yard line of their own 33 yard line for 10 possessions, that 10 yard differential times 10 possessions is a football field of hidden yards. Those add up. Who's going to determine favorable field position? Who's going to pin the other team back? Big deal in a close football game. Dave Lapham here and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realized self motivation